welcome to Wellness with Fanda, the podcast, where we're going to be talking about hormones, mindset, motherhood, and everything in between. Hey guys, welcome back to the podcast. I think this is the 14th episode. Um, And today we're going to be talking a little bit more about HTMA testing and specifically like what are some of the symptoms that you might be experiencing that would indicate an HTMA test might be helpful for you. Probably one of the most common questions I get in DMs or in emails is like, I have this going on. Will HTMA testing be helpful for me. So we're going to dig into that today. Um, I don't really have any personal updates to share today. I don't feel like we've just really been enjoying the fact that the sun has been shining the last few days. Um, I'm sitting down on Monday to record this before it'll go out on Tuesday. And so the end of last week, like Thursday, I think it started to be really nice and the temperatures were nice and we were able to take the kids outside in the afternoons and like Saturday this weekend, it was really nice. Sunday, it was nice, but the wind was kind of cold. So we didn't spend as much time outside on Sunday as I maybe would have would have liked if it had been just a little bit warmer, but it's so nice for us and the kids to be able to get outside, have some sunlight, get some fresh air and just have something to do other than be inside the house because we're definitely getting sick of the winter time, the darkness, the dreariness. Um, I'm sure like everybody. So that's that's really what we've been up to. Um, so let's get into it. <clears throat> like I said, this is one of the most common things that I get asked about um, when someone is considering HTMA testing. And I totally get it because it's like you don't want to make the investment in purchasing the testing if it's not going to help you. And I do always, I think I said this in the last episode, like there's really not a situation where I don't think that HTMA testing could be beneficial because of the huge amount of knowledge that you get from an HTMA test. Um, You just learn so much and you get so many different data points and insights into different body systems and how they're working that it's just a really great, like overall well-rounded test. But specifically with the clients that I work with, um, specifically, there are some common themes in like symptoms that people are experiencing that, that come up that I'm like, Yes, we could definitely get some insight as to why that might be happening with an HTMA test. So that's kind of what I wanted to go through today. I have a list of, I don't know, like 10 or so, um, maybe eight, I don't know, um, symptoms that are common. People come to me and we get HTMA testing on them and we're able to like identify a root cause, a reason as to why they're having that symptom. And then we can make a plan for how we're going to address it since we know what's causing it. So I'm going to run through this list. Um, Some of them I might expand on. Others, I mean, I'm just going to read through them. So first and foremost, number one thing absolutely is fatigue, tiredness, sluggishness, like just not feeling like you're very motivated to do anything. You're just like, I'm worn out and tired all the time. That's definitely the number one thing that people come to me with and then see positive results from what we implement based on their results. Now, some other things, um, and this list is like in no particular order, 
I just wrote down some things. Um, constipation, um, muscle cramps, bloating, bloating is a big one. Um, feeling cold all the time or like temperature, like feeling like they're struggling to regulate their temperature. They're either like hot or cold. Um, headaches, period pain and PMS. Of course, that's a big one. Acne, um, hair loss. And I feel like I had one more. Um, but those are definitely, but definitely the most, oh, the other one was mood swings, which obviously that goes along with, with period, period pain and PMS sometimes, but, but not always. Sometimes it can just be like mood swings and fluctuations or changes in like anxiety or depression that people will come to me with. And, you know, we get some insight into why they're experiencing that with their HTMA testing. So there's different markers for each of these that we look at. And I can't really, I don't want this podcast episode to get to be like 45, 50 minutes long again, like last week's did when I did that deep dive into my recent test results. Um, I definitely shared some insights there linked to specific symptoms. So if you haven't listened to that episode yet, definitely take a listen to it. But, you know, let's just take like fatigue, for example, there are many different things that can contribute to fatigue. Um, so first of all, we're going to be looking at the insight we get into your metabolism. So that's going to be like your calcium and your phosphorus. We are also going to want to look at your sodium and your potassium. Um, we're also going to want to look at your copper and your iron. Um, lots of different things. Um, we would then look at the thyroid ratio. And then probably also want to look at your blood sugar ratio. So like that's just off the top of my head without even having a test in front of me um, to really go line by line and say like, yeah, this would have an indication for fatigue or not. But there's so many different markers that we get. We get insight on each of these symptoms. And like I said, the list that I shared is not an exhaustive list by any means. Um, it's just the things that I most commonly see in the clients that come to me. Um. But I mean, the main thing that I want people to take away from this is that you don't have to have this huge, long laundry list of symptoms in order to like justify, I don't know that that's the right word, but to justify wanting to get an HTMA test for yourself. Um, some people come to me and they're just like, you know, I don't know, I, I, I feel okay, but I would like to feel better if I can. I'm just curious about my health and I would like to know where I stand. I I think that this is fascinating and it's just something that I would like to do. And then I do have clients that come to me and they have this huge long laundry list of symptoms and they're like, you know, it just started out as one or two things and progressively I've just gotten worse and worse and I have more symptoms and more symptoms and everybody is just telling me that I'm fine and they don't really have any solutions for me, but they also don't have any answers for me and I'm frustrated. Um, and in both client case types there, we have positive outcomes at the end. So, you know, if you are feeling like some people feel like they, I, I'm guilty of this sometimes, like in other areas, not necessarily this, but, but sometimes people think that they have to be like bad enough or worse off enough in order to like justify wanting to get this test for themselves or, um, 
giving themselves permission to invest the money to purchase the testing. Because even though it's not as expensive as other functional tests out there, it is an investment. Um, And, you know, none of us want to be spending our money on something that we feel like is wasteful by any means. Um, So I just think that, like, it's totally okay for you to want the testing just because you want it or feel like you need it because you're not getting answers other other places. Either way, you're still able to get so much information and learn so much about your unique body and the unique way that your body is utilizing its resources and even like what those resource stores are um, so that you can better support them. It's just the amount of information that you get. is invaluable. And something that, you know, I'm really trying to be even more diligent about now in my practice um, is teaching people how to take a, a food approach with supporting these minerals, not just supplements. Because as great as supplements are, and I do think that they are necessary, especially when we're trying to fill large gaps or we're trying to really replenish something that is super depleted and probably has been for a long time. Um, supplements are not meant to be taken forever. And you don't want to base all of your nutrition um, and your mineral status and your vitamin status off of supplements. You really want it to be coming from your just normal day-to-day nutrition and working to optimize that nutrition. Um, so I'm not really sure how I just fell down that rabbit hole um, of explaining that thought, but, um, you know, it's, it's really nice when you get your care plan, which is what I create for you after I do the review of your HTMA test. And I outline for you some supplement recommendations. And then I also call out like specific foods or food groups that you would benefit from incorporating more of. Um, and then there are You also get access to like some recordings of um, some nutrition information from me. That's just like generalized that applies to everybody. So um, I'm going to wrap up this episode because I feel like my pregnancy brain is kind of scrambling. I feel a little bit like a squirrel, (laughs) but to just kind of run through this list again. And again, this is not an exhaustive list, but these are just some of the most common signs and symptoms that people come to me with. Um, that HTMA testing, I have absolutely seen it to be helpful and insightful and in identifying a root cause in, in getting to what the problem is. So we've got fatigue, hair loss, acne, um, headaches, temperature regulation issues, bloating is a big one, constipation, uh, muscle cramps, um, anxiety, depression, mood swings, PMS. So hope that's helpful. Um, if you are ever curious about whether or not HTMA testing would be right for you in your situation, please feel free to reach out to me because I have these conversations with people all the time. And I really, once I'm able to ask you a few questions about like what's going on with you, I can give you a really good recommendation for what I think would be helpful and why I think it would be helpful. Um, And I know some of us need that reassurance before we choose to make an investment in something. I totally understand that. So for today's Mindset Minute, um, I honestly have not been working on 
my own mindset as much lately because to be honest, I have just been so tired with this pregnancy and I just haven't left a lot of time to do like other things. I haven't been journaling in the mornings like I do sometimes and I definitely haven't been doing it before bed because when it's time to go to bed, I'm ready to go to sleep. So um, I dug into the resources that I have available for my clients. One of those is a Word document full of like journaling prompts. And one of the ones that I have in there is it's talking about how important um, gratitude is and finding the little joys in every day and like making that such a habit for yourself that you do it subconsciously. So, you know, that takes a lot of practice and it takes a lot of training of our brain to do that um, without literally sitting down and thinking about the things that brought me joy today. But the way that you train your brain to do that automatically without you having to sit down and write it down is by starting with sitting down and writing it down. So if you're listening to this podcast episode when it goes live, which would be in the morning time, for most people, um, you're going to want to do this tonight, kind of at the end of your day, like late afternoon, nighttime, whatever. You're not going to be able to probably do it right off the bat first thing in the morning. You might be able to, but maybe not. But anyway, the exercise is to is to make a list. And this can be, I prefer handwritten for things like this for journaling and such, but you can also just like pull up the notes app on your phone and make a list. It doesn't matter. Whatever works for you. Um, but it's identifying 10 things that brought you joy in this day. And the key here is like 10 things might sound like a lot. And if you're focusing on big things, that might be hard to come up with. Um, but the goal really is that you're finding the little things that are just like happening around us that, you know, we take for granted a little bit or that we don't acknowledge are like special things, um, but that make us happy. So I was trying to think of some examples before I hit record. Um, and like one of the things that just like is no big deal, really, I guess, is like, I, I don't know if that's the right way to say that, but it's just like something that happens this time of year, but it brought me joy this weekend was while we were outside playing with the kids, several different little flocks of geese flew over. And like there, I know that that means that like spring is coming. They are flying back north for the spring and summer months. And I just really enjoyed watching them fly. And like I, they did something really cool that I had never seen them do before. Um, you know, normally you just see them and they're flying in their like V formation and they just go. Well, there were several different little groups, I guess, of these like small V sets of these geese. And kind of like right over top of our house, they all just kind of like gathered up. And for a while, they just were flying in a circle. And of course, they're like squawking the whole time and making a scene and whatever. Um, but they just, I don't know. I have no idea. I need to Google like what they were doing, why they were doing it. I have no idea. But it was kind of like several of these little flocks gathered together. And then eventually they all kind of just formed into these like two larger Vs. And then they proceeded on about their way, go north. And like I pointed it out to the kids and my kids were probably like, 
why does she keep talking about these birds? Um, but I don't know. It just, that brought me, that brought me joy in my day to see that. It brought me joy to know that that is a sign that like spring is coming and man, I'm so excited <laughs> for spring and summer and more sunshine and nice, pretty days. Um, so yeah. And then today, like I was driving in the car and, um, you know, like I just, my, our neighbors were outside working on their farm and like, you could tell like it's 50 something degrees today here. So it's not super warm, but it's also not freezing cold. And you could just tell that like they were enjoying being outside and it being a little warmer and it not being so freaking cold trying to get their farm work done. And like that brought me joy. So it doesn't have to be anything extravagant. It doesn't have to be anything that like you are doing or is being done for you. It can be things that you like observe in other people or in animals or nature or whatever it might be. Um, but, you know, to just find 10 things in your day that brought you joy and write them down and give them acknowledgement. So that's my challenge for you this week. Um, do that tonight and then try to keep it going. Try to do it for the next week and then see if you catch yourself throughout the day, subconsciously even, just being like, well, that brought me joy when something nice happens. Um, and that will, like I said, that will help train your brain to look for those things um, subconsciously throughout your day. And, you know, eventually will lead to you feeling a little more grateful and happy overall. So that's all I've got for you today. I will talk with you guys next week. I hope you enjoyed this episode and took something positive from it. You can help me get this podcast into more ears by taking a screenshot, posting it to your stories, and tagging me. Talk soon. Oh,